And the NFL might want to consider it if they're going to keep putting out primetime slates like they did this week. These are the t- – I call them standalones, but I mean, prime times. The, 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 there's four games this, this week where there will be no other game going on, right? There's no other NFL game going on. So regardless of who you're a fan of, regardless of, of you know, what your, your fantasy team is doing, regardless on any of that, if you're watching the NFL, you're watching these four games when they're played because there's no other competition. Tonight, Carolina at Chicago. Not – I mean, it might be entertaining for Carolina Panthers fans. Mm-hmm. So around here, it has some buzz. I'm not sure why a fan in, in Nevada or New Hampshire would be excited. I'm just picking random states. Would be excited for this game. Can they bet there? <laughs> you know, you know they can in Nevada. <laughs> uh, so that game, not great. The Germany game, which is a 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m. game on Sunday – is Indianapolis at New England. Now, I can say this about us. I'm not sure why we would be super excited for that game. There's not even Anthony Richardson. It's Indianapolis at New England. Unless you are somebody that just finds some joy in the New England Patriots not being great because they were great for so long, that's about it. Maybe you're a diehard ECU fan you want to root for Gardner Minshew. (laughs) Maybe. There you go. Or, or if Josh Downs is playing. I know he left actually the game against Carolina yeah. with an injury. I don't know if he's playing or not. Yeah. Sunday night football. Jets at Raiders. Oh, God. Woof. That's what we need more of is more Jets in primetime. More Zach Wilson in primetime. This Lord. time, mix it up with Aiden O'Connell and, and a team that Josh McDaniels got run off of. <laughs> Monday night football, Denver at Buffalo, which you may be like, oh, he says Bu-. Buffalo's not in the playoffs right now. No, they're not. So There's actually some intrigue to that game for me. I, I have my next note is how many of those eight teams are above average entertainment teams? One. One. Buffalo. Uh, Bill Simmons for years in the NBA calls them league pass teams where he has like his favorite teams that he watches because he likes them. For him, it's the Celtics. Mm -hmm. And then you have your league pass teams, which are just teams when it's like if you have if you subscribe to watch every NBA game and you see him on, you're just like, well, I'll be entertaining at least. There's my there's one league pass team in the eight teams playing in primetime this week. The NFL doesn't drop the ball often on their entertainment product. Right? They understand where their bread is buttered. They understand how to make everybody very, very uh, d- desiring of their product. They know how to build the anticipation and build the, the hype. They darn sure dropped the ball this week. And I, I thought this was interesting because it's actually testing a theory. The NFL is that I heard from Adam Silver, who's the commissioner of the NBA. Adam Silver was on uh, J.J. Reddick's podcast. And I was like, I'm, I'll, I'll listen. I want to hear what Adam Silver has to say, future of sports. Um, at some point along the line, he basically said, we're striving to get to the NFL point of interest. He, meaning the NBA is striving to get to the And I was like, all right, that makes sense. NFL's king right now, most popular, all that stuff. Cool. But he elaborated. The, the, the mark he has for the NFL over the NBA, and he used like almost word for word this exact example. He goes, say the NBA finals are going on. And you see somebody and you say, hey, are you going to watch the NBA Finals? Because their response is almost always, who's in it? Right? If, if Who's playing? Right? Well, is, is LeBron in it? Is the local team in it? Is Who's in it? And then they decide. 
But if you ever walk around when the Super Bowl is coming up and you go, hey, are you watching the Super Bowl? They just say yes. And he, he thought that was the difference. The NFL is popular no matter who's playing. The NBA is popular when the right teams are playing. And that's why he, he was talking – again, it was interesting to, to hear him talk about the future of sports because he, he was saying that the NBA doesn't have much say over – like the league – over what the pundits say on television, right? It's not like they're calling up and saying, hey, hype up this team or that team. But he did say the thing that they have an input in is which games are on which networks on which nights. And he said, we're almost always trying to get the the networks to diversify which NBA teams they put on national television because they all just want, right, the – the Lakers and the Knicks, and and he didn't say the names, but I am. Uh, yeah, they want Celtics, Lakers, Knicks, whomever it, LeBron is playing for. Exactly. He goes, and we're and, almost and Golden State. And he said we're almost always trying to get them to diversify because he wants them to get to the NFL level of interest, which is it doesn't matter who's playing. You want to watch? I don't know if it was intentionally released this week, but the NFL is testing that theory very much. The, the NFL is like, oh, Adam Silver thinks it doesn't matter who he put on television, everyone still wants to watch the NFL. Uh, Thursday night football, Carolina at Chicago. Two teams that are in one meaningful race, and it's to be who will – who's – and it is to decide whose pick Chicago will have the higher version of because yeah. Chicago has them both. Uh, Indianapolis at New England, which is – I don't know. Will Bill Belichick fall further? I don't think he's getting – you know, there's – some rumors about firings. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, and I guess Gardner Minshew is always kind of interesting. Uh, New York Jets at Vegas. I guess if it, if you, you booked it thinking it was Rodgers Garoppolo. Yeah. But I don't think Garoppolo is a big draw anymore. Yeah, but it's, it's Rodgers. That's the reason why. And then Denver at Buffalo. I think this is the week that it's a good argument to be able to flex primetime games much more <laughs> um, uh, freely than you actually are. It doesn't help that the NFL this weekend scheduled buys for Chiefs, Dolphins, who just played in mm -hmm. Frankfurt, Germany, and the Eagles. So three of your top teams, more compelling teams, aren't even playing this weekend. If you just look at the NFL slate, it's not that great. Three of your, yeah, three of your league pass teams. Yeah. I'm not a Dolphins fan at all. I'll watch them. If they're on, like if, if I have two games to pick from, it would take something pretty cool happening on the other game for me to go, I'm going to look away from this team that has all of the fast guys. All of them. Maybe when they're on defense, I'll look away, depending on who they're playing. The The Eagles are interesting. The Chiefs. But but that's that's very, like, do you know what we're thinking of it like? We're thinking of it very NBA. Yeah. That's saying, yeah, I'll watch, the, I'll watch LeBron no matter what. I'll watch Mahomes no matter what. Oh, I want to watch – uh, the 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 Spurs because they have all the big guys and they have Wenby and it's that that's all very NBA the NFL recognize maybe that's what I'm stumbling upon here the M NFL recognizes that it doesn't we will eat whatever they serve us they're just putting slop on a plate and sliding it our way and we're saying thank you can I have some more eventually that's not going to happen they need to when you're on top you need to strengthen your strengths give us something right. Give us Carolina against a team that's interesting. Give us New England against a team that's interesting. Don't give us two uninteresting teams. Well, I think it's also, 
you're thinking, okay, number one overall pick, Bryce Young, and the team that traded away the number one overall pick to this to that team. So I, I can see it from that, that angle. that in the first month of the season, and it's interesting. Yeah, but also I could see maybe, okay, you got Anthony Richardson, you know. And New England? And Mac yeah, but, Jones? But, New yeah, England yeah. is exactly what we thought they were. There's nothing yeah, different about, about, like, yes, injuries. I guess you could argue Jets and Indy are much more interesting with – uh, uh, their quarterbacks healthy and they're mm-hmm. not. And who could have predicted that? That's where flexing comes in. Yeah, New England is exactly what we thought they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. But you could argue Denver's even a little better than we thought they were going to be. True, and, and they're still uninteresting. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. Also, make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. Talk about injuries and guys gone, coming back, in and out, shuffling. Let's talk Canes. Brett Pesci, game time decision for tomorrow. Yeah. That, obviously, it's awesome if he plays. Just the fact that he's that close is awesome. When he when he was hurt, we were given a first of, actually, let's go back and re- recall this. Uh, Pesci goes out with an injury. We're all, uh-oh, right? Another really good player out with an injury. Um, you know, Svetch was out at the time. I, I think Aho may have been out at the time. Mm-hmm. Or if he wasn't, he was about to be uh, or had or just maybe, come back. Maybe just coming back. There, there was, he, they were all in and out. And um, we hear from Rod Brindamore, who just said, like, it's it's long. It's it's way more than day to day, and it's not good. And we're just like, that is ominous as heck. What mm-hmm. are you doing to us, coach? Then we hear later on in that day from the PR, uh, from public relations for the team, it's two to four weeks. Lower body, that's all you ever get in hockey. But two to four weeks. It's been almost exactly two weeks, and he's already a game-time decision. I will take the low end of every timetable estimation and be extremely excited. And and as Dennis pointed out off-air, and I'm, I'm going to steal your point here. Okay. Barring an injury in practice, an injury – if he doesn't play tomorrow and an injury takes place in the game, when Brett Pesci gets back, everybody's going to be healthy? Freddie Anderson. It's said, not true. I said skaters. Oh. I said skaters. Oh, I you're said right. skaters. I, 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 I didn't say goaltending. I said for skaters. So you'll have your, your full complement of defensemen, full complement of forwards. That's a luxury at any point in time in a hockey season. And I say this is the first time they're going to have that, not only this season, but it's going to be the first time since 21-22. Because if you can look back to last year, we had the Max Pacioretty Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. He missed a big chunk of time. And then Svechnikov was out for a chunk mm-hmm. of time as well. But also Andre Kasha, who played in game one for Carolina last year, ended up getting a concussion, didn't play another game the rest of the season. So at no point last season did Rob Brendamore, as head coach, have a full complement of skaters. On his roster. Again, I say skaters. I'm not factoring yeah, in the goaltending yeah, yeah. in this situation. But talking about your 12 forwards, six defensemen, or however you want to do it, 11 and 7. Never had that one game at all last season. So he hasn't had it in a, over a full season. So this will be the first time. If Brett Pesci does come back in, he's game time decision for tomorrow. I anticipate he doesn't play tomorrow and he plays Saturday. 
kind of like they did with Svechnikov on a mm-hmm. back-to-back. First game back was the second game because the Canes are off Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. They don't play. So I think that might be the time to bring him back. But this will be the first time since the 2021-2022 season that Rob Brendamore will have his full selection of skaters and actually say, all right, you're a healthy scratch and you're a healthy scratch. There's also some irony to it because everything you just said, I believe, is nothing but good news. Uh, but it also oh, – it's great. But it also does kind of – a lot of the tough decisions that this roster presents by being so deep have been taken away from – like taken out of Rod Brendamore's hands because of injuries, right? I mean, how many times did we talk about how they have seven top six defensemen and, and they have to kind of sort that out? But then Pesci gets hurt and it's like, oh, actually, you don't have to sort anything out. And and how many times do we talk about uh, what the lines are going to be in, in the forwards and, and how you're going to sort it out? And it's like, oh, no, actually, you know, Svetch is still out or Ajo's out or this guy's out. Uh, Jesper Foss, by the way, didn't didn't skate today, but it's just a maintenance day, so you expect him to be back. Just veteran getting some love. Um, it's like now the, the – the, again, it's all good news. It's first world problems. It's my private jet took too long to refuel, but – they have some decisions to make now. Is D'Angelo, right, once Pesci comes back, is D'Angelo worth enough to the power play? Is, is D'Angelo worth enough to, to the attack, to, to goal scoring, to move Chatfield out of the rotation entirely? That's a, that's a heck of a question that we've debated on this show and others for, for months that didn't really need to be answered because – they were skating with the seven defensemen for a while when when Svech was out and and then Pesci was out by the time that was solved. So it's they haven't really had to answer that question yet. And and whenever Pesci comes back, they're gonna have to. And we're seeing some pairings being kind of interesting in, in skate when 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 Pesci is out on the ice in practice. And I'm not hundred percent sure even Brindamore knows what he's gonna do. Yeah. Well, again, a lot of it's going to depend on the health of Pesci. But we actually did see on the top power play unit, which Tony D'Angelo has been part of, mm-hmm. we saw Dmitry Orlov rotating in with that unit. Which, because it was a rotation, I, I think they're just keeping all of their options open. Yeah. And and there's, I mean, wouldn't we all love to just know who Orlov's going to be skating with just in his defensive pairing? Because he's settling into a system now, and, and he's playing much better with what points in four straight games, right? Uh, four out of the last five, yes. Four points. out of the last five games. So so he's playing better, but he's also kind of been playing with a revolving door of of a, a pair, right? It's been Chatfield. He, he's he been bumped up, and he's been bumped. Uh, other guys have been bumped down. It's been D'Angelo. He's he skated with Pesci even a little bit, right? Not uh, Pesci, sorry. It was um, Shea. Shea, yes, mm-hmm. in, in kind of place of Pesci. It's 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 – kind of fascinating that he's I mean I guess it's a good crash course to just get to know everybody but I do think he wants a little bit of of stability on whoever he's out there with and I think when that happens he'll only continue to get better so there's there's a lot of decisions that are going to have to be made here in the not too distant future assuming that you know Pesci being day-to-day or a game time decision tomorrow means even if he doesn't play tomorrow it's not super far into the future like you mentioned I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow he sits Saturday he plays who wants to see Hootie? 
I love the transitions to giving away some Hootie tickets. Who wants to see Hootie? Text Hootie to 919-860-5326. Do it right now to enter for a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Hootie and the Blowfish with special guests Edwin McCain and Collective Soul at Coastal Credit Union Music Park on September 13th. That's Hootie, spelled H-O-O-T-I-E. Although if you're a big Hootie fan... You probably already know how to spell it. H-O-O-T-I-E to 919-860-5326 for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Hootie and the Blowfish. College basketball season. Gosh, we have so much going on right now. College basketball season. Yeah, I do I do as well. Um, there was a Syracuse ACC game last night. There's another one tonight. Uh, just a, a one-off. And, and tomorrow... I mean, if you looked at the early ACC slate, like the first night and the first couple, and said, oh, these are nothing games, there's no more complaining starting tomorrow. Duke, Arizona, and Cameron Indoor. Yeah. Uh, good luck. That is a heck of a second game of the season. Uh, that's, that's All right, let's go for a warm-up sprint. John Shire talking with the media earlier today, obviously the head coach Duke, uh, says Mark Mitchell, an expected starter who did not play in their first game uh, due to an ankle tweak, is on track to play. And I thought this was funny. Uh, he he kind of did the, like, the, he's on track, but, you know, things could still happen. We still have to check some things where, you know, there's still a lot that could happen. Players were like, oh, Mark is playing. <laughs> it's like, all right, they need to get, they're trying to get the advantage of not letting them know. And players are like, oh, no, Mark is back. Um, they need Mark Mitchell. They need him back. They need him out there early in the season. They need to 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 use his size. And I know he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's comfortable down there. And that that takes a special takes a special type of attitude, right? We're seeing more and more. There are a lot of big guys, and when I say big guys, I mean in size, not necessarily in description of how they play. There's a lot of big guys in modern college basketball that are not comfortable in the paint, right? They're they're tall guys that you know grew up watching Kevin Durant and playing on the wing. Mm-hmm. They don't want to get down there and bang. Uh, Arizona has two seven footers in their rotation. We have Umar Bayo from Spain and Motejas Krivas from Lithuania. And I apologize if I butchered those uh, pronunciations. But they both scored 12 points in their opener. They're 7 feet tall and 7 feet 2. You need as many guys as you can that are comfortable in the down low. And I'm just going to say this. I don't want Flip. I don't want Kyle Filipowski down there banging with the big guys too much. Granted, he is also of that size, and I'm not saying he's one of the big guys that isn't comfortable down there. I think he can hold his own, but the guy's playing with with basically a new hip, right? He had the hip surgery over the offseason. If you listen to him after game one, he said, I wasn't thinking about my hip, and then he said, it's like poetry for me. Oh, nice. He said that. That's not me. He said the word poetry. Now, if, if your hips are feeling so good, it inspires you to write a sonnet or a haiku. <laughs> I'm not sure the second game, I'm like, I want you down there getting rough and tumble with two seven-footers from Lithuania and Spain. And I don't know why them being from Lithuania and Spain matters, but it just makes me, like, uh, you know, every once in a while a clip goes viral from, like, a European professional league game, and there's, like, a cage around the court, and there's uh, fire in the stands, and I'm like, 
look it up. There's a, a Ser- oh, I, I believe you. A Serbian professional game just went viral with the 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 headline. This is why nothing can shake Nikola Jokic, and and I just my brain goes right to like, well, everyone from Europe must be used to playing in that. I don't want Kyle Filipowski, who could be the like a Naismith Award player, like not just ACC. He's got momentum to be National Player of the Year, kind of a watch list guy. I'm not sure I want him down in the down low throwing blows with the guys that have played in cages. And I don't know if they have. Like, And by the way, cages, I mean like an outdoor court, uh, like fence that around the the, mm-hmm. the the court, but indoors. So it's it's there to protect the players from projectiles. Uh, and again, I don't know if these guys played there, but you see them go viral and I just go, European basketball is a little different. I don't want Kyle Filipowski on his newly repaired hip doing that. Mark Mitchell, though, he's comfortable. He's he's got a little little twang, like a little uh, little stank on his game is the word I'm looking for. Okay. He might he might give up some size, but he's you know. So does Draymond Green. You know what I mean? Yeah, that he does. 